Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. There's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter for the Phoenix Suns as they're taking on the Atlanta Hawks tonight. But, you know, Matthew and I kind of have a rule. And, Matthew, this might be a new rule, but I think it's a valid one. If the Phoenix Suns go down by 40 or more points in the second half of a game, we just start the pot because there's no there's no coming back from 40. Seven minutes down. There's no coming back. This this one's over, man. Yeah, that's what we do. We have to get this over with. Go to bed. This team needs to go to bed. They need some sleep. They, they, they need uh, some deep sleep. Was it someone's birthday or something last night? Or maybe it's K Ray's birthday. They all went out Was for K Ray's birthday. You know, they went and, to and, Shoney's. Where'd they go? Yeah, they Applebee's. went to <laughs> <laughs> they went to the bees. They went to the bees. Uh they were they oh, were looking cool. for you, me, Dan Duarte. We were all gonna get together at the bees. Uh, we oh, decided not sweet. to go, and I'm glad we didn't because clearly the f- entire Phoenix Suns team went out for K. Ray's birthday, got schlitzed, and completely Whew. and utterly did not show up for this game. This is just – it's one of those games. Like, we're going to talk about what we see, what we saw tonight, and and what our thoughts are and things of that nature. But in the grand scheme of things, if you really think about it, Rocky Maivia said it best. It doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't. not going to take anything away from this game and go, you know what? This frustrates me. This is an area of opportunity. Unfortunately, in the NBA, Matthew, games like this just happen. Yeah, and I think we sucked all the energy out of this team. Maybe last game, bright side night. Fun night. We got the Ooh. win. Um. Oh, look at that new shirt, though. Suns Jam, oh, Suns Jam Podcast. Session Podcast. You want to get one? Head over to our Redbubble shop. You get this Turquoise nice merch edition. right here. Looking good. Yeah. 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 Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about nothing. Let's talk. Well, no one's really worried about thing, this though, The great thing is I do have a lot of things to talk about, and it's oh, not too, necessarily yeah. this game. So, you know, what we'll do, again, we'll, we'll keep those of you who are actually watching along live with us. First and foremost, thank you for doing so. I see some of you firing off some comments in the chat. We always appreciate that. So if you happen to be watching yeah, along with much. us, we'll, we'll keep you updated. It's, it's currently 122 to 79. So that's what a 40 up. Oh, it's 122 to 81. So now we're only down 41 points. But we'll keep you updated as to the score of the game. And we'll continue to talk about some of the things that we saw in this game. But then I want to kind of pivot about halfway through the podcast, talk about some other things. So, again, if you happen to be joining us live, thank you. We appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit it. And if you're listening, please please give us one of those five-star reviews. Or don't tonight. I really don't care. Like, don't do it. This is not the night to do it. You're probably don't. not. Or, or, or the following day. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're at work and you're like, you know what? I, I got some time on my hands. Maybe I can leave a, a podcast review don't after this game after this pod we don't deserve it like you're gonna sit there and literally go i was listening to sun's jam session podcast what the fuck happened like we don't (laughs) we don't need that we We might make you angry all right even more angry you know you're so disappointed though in this like 
how would you even take just a couple chill. days off? It's, it's just an easy loss night. You know, let the Hawks have their night. It happens. Let them have their night. It happens. So we'll, we'll let it go. But drink them if you got them, Suns fans. Roll them up and smoke them if you got them, too. I'm having one of these things. It's called a, a, a Trey Young's hair. What is that? It's a sour. It's a sour. Oh, so okay. Trey Young's like hair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of like, ooh, but it, it sounds crispy. So let's pop into it, motherfucker. Normally, this is the point where I sit and I tell you what the score is of the game. But again, it's still not over. And Black Sunday, who just provided a super chat for 10 bucks, we really appreciate that. He says, didn't even wait for the game to be over, I see, with a bunch of laughing emojis. No, Matthew, we didn't. We didn't wait for this game to be over. Again, new rule in the Suns Jam Session podcast. If the Suns are down 40, we're going live because F that jazz. Uh, but Why I, would I, we wait? Why would we wait? What's the mm-hmm. point? What's the point? What's the point of suffering and actually watching that? If you're going to suffer and watch something, watch us instead. But I guess it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. Okay, I got to ask. Look at that scoreboard we got up here. <laughs> if that actually comes true, <laughs> what do we win, huh? It's not too far off, is it? I mean, we're only at 81. You got... For those of you who are listening, you know, we always have some graphics on the on the show that Matthew puts together at the completion of every game. And currently he has it as the Hawks 268 to the Suns 92. And I don't think the Suns are going to hit 92 <laughs> well, in Someone's going to pop in here and watch me. Wait, what happened? What and happened? you might sit around for a couple minutes and be like, oh, you know what? Actually, that's not the right score, but I love this podcast. <laughs> that's the reason, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's the reason why. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll start here. Matthew, I got to ask. Mikhail Bridges added again in this game. Not not a lot of things to take from this game. Not a lot of things to take. But as we speak, knowing that Mikhail Bridges is most likely done for the night, playing 30 minutes, he was 6 of 18 from the field, 23 points, had 7 assists, 5 rebounds, and was 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Are you impressed with not only the way that he has stepped up and filled some of that Booker role, knowing that he can't fully fill, fulfill that Booker role, but has done so by getting to the line. Yes. Man, this guy right now, he's something else. Uh, he surprises us every night. I think him coming out back-to-back games and just filling up the stat sheet in the first quarter is something you never expect, but he does it. Getting to the line is something that he does now, and the only thing tonight was his his shot selection got kind of crazy towards maybe towards the end of the second or so, like when the rest of the team was just having a hard time against this Hawks team. Um, everything else he's doing, though, it's like I want more of that. I want him to be running this offense. He needs to be the guy leading this offense right now with Chris Paul just having an off night. That's the thing is like if Chris Paul is going to have a bad night and, you know, he, he gets out of bed wrong, like Mark Jackson was saying, and it hurts. Yeah. Let Mikel know. Let him start the game, bringing the ball up, pushing the pace because he does. And the one thing he does, I feel like a lot of a lot of players do against this Suns team is get to the rim at will. His fast breaks, 
you know, even off of a shot made, he like he snakes his way around these defenders at ease, getting to the rim and just making it easy for himself. If he gets double teamed, he takes his time. He doesn't force anything crazy like a pair, a bad pass, mm-hmm. but he'll pass it. And he he has that skill set where he can set some guy up perfectly underneath the rim. So he did that a few times tonight, and everything right now he's doing is good. And the shooting towards maybe maybe the end of the second, but also in the second half, he was kind of doing those fadeaway jumpers again that I fucking hate. But there was nothing else really. I mean, these guys were just kind of playing individual basketball, and they were just you know whatever shot they can get over you know an outstretched hand, they're gonna ju- they're gonna jack up there, and that's what they did along with Mikael Bridges. Yeah, what his skill set has shown us is his versatility, his fast break ability, which we already knew existed. And I think that that's one of the exciting things about this season and, and the development of Mikhail Bridges is because of the take foul, he's one of those players who benefits. We've seen it in the past with Mikhail that when a fast break actually would come to fruition, he's somebody who excelled in that mode. Obviously, the take foul in previous seasons negated that, but when the rare opportunity did present itself, he excelled. This season, because of that take foul, we're seeing more of it from Mikhail Bridges, and we're seeing the long, lengthy Euro steps that he has and how effective it can be. So again, it's just it's another wrinkle in Mikhail Bridges' game that we have to appreciate, and it's going to benefit this team long term. You know, it, it kind of brings me to the next question, and that's relative to our boy Devin Booker. Big Dick Booker. Big Dick Booker tweeted out today, Matthew, that he's rounding third, which means there. And, and then Adrian Wojnarowski, I believe, fortified that by stating that he could be back as soon as next Tuesday against the Brooklyn Nets, another team. That got butt fucked on national television tonight. <laughs> yeah. ESPN's got to be loving the fact that like, all right, we got these two games. We got the Celtics <laughs> and we got I the and, and the Nets. And the Nets are down forty, and now the Suns are down forty to the yeah. Hawks. But the reason I bring up Booker is because when he returns, when those twenty point four shot attempts per game return to this lineup, we are going to see less of this version of Mikhail Bridges. The question I have for you, Matthew, is how how much less do you think we'll see of this Mikhail Bridges? Is he going to just kind of sigh and be like, oh, I don't have to carry the team for a while and just kind of fade away and become the magician again? Or is he going to embrace who he has excelled into and we're going to see maybe not, you know, 19, 20 shot attempts, but maybe 15 shot attempts? Uh, it's going to be difficult. Back to the Booker tweets. You know, he did take my mom out last night, and he said he's rounding third today, so she didn't come home. So hopefully they get it done today, and he can slide into home like we all want. Uh, come home safe, Mom. Come home safe, Booker. Come home safe. Um. All right. So I think McHale's going to stay aggressive. There's something in his game, even right now, where he just doesn't give a fuck. I think it was two couple games ago when, when we went to overtime. Whoever we were playing, because I can't remember shit, he took over that game in a way where he's celebrating while he's doing it. Like he has this new kind of confidence where he's going to keep it up. I think we all realize too that DeAndre Ayton's not going to be that guy and he's going to be the fourth option. So, or fifth, and depending on how Cam Johnson plays. Mm-hmm. But right now, I know I, I tweeted about it and said, Mikhail can be, he's our second guy. And there's like, well, then you're in trouble. We might be in trouble, but. We just never knew we had this Mikhail, and it's been so consistent where it's like 
well, maybe this is actually something good. If he plays this way and his shot's not going, then you go to book. And if book's not going, you go back to McHale. You know what I mean? You have these mm-hmm. guys in rotation now that can handle the ball and get a shot off. Um, Mikhail being the second guy. So that's, that's why I think he's number two. And Chris Paul, like tonight, when he's just having an off night, that's going to help so much. I think he's going to get more of the shot attempts, like 20 attempts per game still, just because you're going to have off games by Cameron Johnson and Chris Paul. And when those two kind of like are sucking, it takes a yeah. while for them to get it going. And, you know, they'll pass you the ball. They know what's going on with them. They just they don't have it. So they're not going to keep jacking up shots. So I think Mikhail can really uh, succeed with Book still. I'm excited to see it because I know it's going to take some adjustment time, but I just think that he'll keep his confidence and just, you know, prove prove us right that we we made that right pick and that he is a guy that's not going to be tradable and we need him on this team. Well, I just his value that he's displayed in the past month, you, when you talk about price for, for price for value paid, that's where a lot of the Aiton critics really get frustrated myself included in the past, where if you look at the price for value paid, you feel like you weren't getting that value for what the Suns are paying him. Whereas Mikhail Bridges is the exact opposite side of that conversation because when you're paying him what you are, that is not only the steal of a deal, but when the TV rights deal comes to fruition here in a couple of years, it becomes a real steal of a deal, right? He's... I mean, his month of January alone, 19.3 points per game, 4.9 assists, 4 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 0.7 blocks, uh, and again, 4.9 assists and 1.6 turnover, so a decent assist-to-turnover ratio, 40% from beyond the arc, 46% from uh, the field, 15.2 shot attempts, and that includes some bad games at the front end of the of the, the month. I mean, he only got better as the month can uh, – uh, went on essentially um again it'll be interesting to see how when devin booker comes back how engaged she is i want to be i honestly wouldn't doubt it if there's when devin booker comes back if that first game against brooklyn it's he's he is trying to be the man he's running some of the booker sets because that's another wrinkle again when we talk about Mikhail Bridges, the wrinkles that he's going to bring to this game and to this team is going to be something that's going to be vital to the Suns' long-term success. And I, I'm just I'm pleased to see his growth, and I'm glad that it happened. That's mo- more than anything. I'm glad that it happened. Again, tonight against the Hawks, not the best performance, much akin to when DeAndre Ayton had that rough game against the Mavericks. He was 6-for-20 from the field, but at least he took the 20 shots. Right, at least he was taking the shots. Like same thing with Mikhail Bridges tonight. He's six of eighteen from the field. At least he took eighteen shots. At least you know now one from seven from beyond the arc. Well, you know, once the game ends, because it's still not over. It's one minute left. It's one twenty-eight to, or I'm sorry, one thirty to ninety-six. Now <laughs> uh, it's a thirty-four point lead. Yeah. The Suns have chipped away at the forty-one point deficit that they were at one point. And now have it down, or they were down at four by 43 at the most. But you know, we'll, we'll talk about some of those statistics and, and what we saw from some other players, and, and again, if it even matters. But I think that what you know, again, I'll, I'll fortify and I'll echo what I've said during this podcast and during this past run for Mikhail Bridges. This does nothing but benefit himself and the long term success of this team. 
Mikhail, yeah, and those those shot attempts are nice. We have we see Booker have these games all the time where he's one for seven. Now I'm not mm. moving Mikhail into the Booker range at all. No, I'm just no. saying he's How kind of made himself you. kind of I guess what people like to say is like an alpha, right? On this team, he's kind of I know he's a jokester. I know he he has that um you know the the fun little um charade after every three. Like he does funny things, but he just seems like on the court with the ball in his hand, like he not Kawhi. He's just he's heading towards the right path. If you want him to ever be something like a Kawhi, right? Mm-hmm. He does look like he's developing a game like Kawhi, but Kawhi, of course, is a superstar. But we also didn't know that Mikhail could play this way with the ball. So you never know what because before going into this, you didn't think this was going to happen, obviously. So why would you hold him like any? Like why would you hold him back from even achieving something even more, just being an All Star next year or something like that? You know what I mean? Because it's it just seems possible with this guy now. It does, and it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling oh, to, yeah. to know that this core that Monty Williams has kind of banked on, and James Jones has banked on, is something that has the potential to have some long term success. Knowing that everybody kind of falls into their role accordingly. Let's talk a little bit about Cam Johnson. Not much. Lights, Cameron, action. Second consecutive game in which Cam Johnson's just off, man. Six points, two of them from the field, one rebound, couple turnovers, cost me five bucks. Slump time? You're a slump buster? You know, what's going on with Cam? <laughs> I feel like he's on one night, then he's off the next. But uh, tonight, his aggression in the beginning of the game was kind of frustrating me. And he had mm-hmm. a Trey Young on him, like, to basically start the game. But not even that, even smaller defenders Yeah, it's like throughout the first that, quarter. Dude. And you even saw Chris Paul yelling at him, like, hey, like, you know, your three's not going. But he was he was okay shooting the three. He was okay with himself shooting that outside three, even if he's covered. But anytime he was mid-range, he would pass out of it right away. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you got, like, snake in your boots or something? I don't understand what he was doing, but he looked scared of the moment early in the game. And it just didn't look good. I think once he started that way, I'm like, fuck, dude, it's going to be one of those games. Like, I just he couldn't shoot himself out of it. I think it was just too late. And if he was going to start, like, getting hot, it's like we're already down by 30. So... It was just one of those lost games by him. Of course, the rest of the team. Whole team. But, you, you know, you look for Cameron Johnson to be the next guy. We kind of know what DeAndre is going to be now. We kind of look for Cameron Johnson now with the trade deadline coming up, being like, you know, is what are we? What else are we going to see from him on the court to make us feel good? And I think him getting to the, to the rim still looks a little ugly. He's just – he's very, very stiff when he does it. He got that yeah. one lay-in that was an and one. Um, but other than that, it's just it's difficult for him to get around guys. And he just he can't do that right now. He seriously will run you straight over or he'll run out of bounds like he doesn't he, he can't do much. No breaks. He can't. He just he has nothing. He has no way to get around these guys like Mikhail can kind of swing the ball around. He has a length and he can keep yeah. the ball away from the defender. Cameron Johnson just can't do that. I, I feel like he can and he has since he's been back. But these past couple games, you look at both of these teams, right? Like the Toronto Raptors, the Atlanta Hawks. They're both longer teams that have wing defenders, and that poses a challenge for him. He can't get around them. Like he, like you said, he had Trey Young on him like all night, and he wasn't getting around them. And that's just kind of that's just how it goes. That's just the name of the game for Cameron Johnson right now against these long, athletic teams. Uh, thank you for those of you who are joining us right now. It is officially final, Matthew. One thirty-two to one hundred. The Suns Woo! got one hundred. They wow! They scored thirty three points in the fourth quarter, got all the way to hundred, lose by thirty two to the Hawks. So, thank you to anybody who's joining us a little bit later. Again, new Suns Jam session rule: 
if we are down 40 in the second half, we're going live once we hit 40. So it actually gives us something to kind of root for, especially on one of these games that starts super late. It's like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start the pod. Uh, That's the biggest reason. I, I really think it's just a late start. It's like It was the late start. But here's what's crazy. Though. It's like late start, and then we go. the Suns are going get, to get ready to go on an Easter road swing, and the games are all going to start like, five o'clock yeah, the next <laughs> one's like five yeah and, but it's yeah. on the weekend too so that's kind of nice one um, of them is the detroit games on the weekend yeah well the other yeah. one's a friday night so yeah you're right hmm. so that'll be interesting uh again not too much to talk about when it comes to the suns in this one excuse me they just Woo. it's just one of those it's just one of those games right they shot 40 percent from the field the entire game they had 35 total made field goals, 22 assists, so they weren't really passing the ball around. They were 4 of 28 from beyond the arc. That is the worst three-point shooting uh, percentage for the team the entire season. Their previous low was 24%, so they were 10% worse than their previous low, which was a win against the Detroit Pistons in November. They only made four three-point field goals that is their lowest this season by two they had only six three-point makes in games against philadelphia utah and miami they are they were uh one and two in those games so it was just a piss poor performance and then on the other side you have the atlanta hawks and it's a team that for some reason has our number i feel like whenever we play them they get hot. They're not they're not a team that you fear relative to three-point makes, right? They're a team that entering this game is tw- 29th in the league in three-point makes. They average 10.6. They're 22nd in the league in three-point percentage, 34.6. Tonight, they make 19 threes. They shoot 57.6% from beyond the arc. So it's just one of those games where, unfortunately, you catch a team, they're hot, you come out just a little bit sluggish. And again, we were only down by three after one, but they come out just a little bit sluggish. And I will say this, this is the most made three-point field goals by the Atlanta Hawks all season by three. <laughs> previous high was 16 against Indiana. So it's literally like the worst three po- po- the worst three-point shooting night for the Phoenix Suns against the best three-point shooting night in the Atlanta Hawks. And kudos to Matthew. While I was doing all that talking, he changed the graphic to actually reflect the real score. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a formula for disaster, really, tonight. Because they hit seven threes, like, right away. And then, obviously, like, the Suns are kind of slower paced with Chris Paul, especially the way he played tonight. So, when that happens, it's like, you got to make a you got to make a switch. And then you look over at Monty, you're like, well, what's going to happen? Like, who do we have? We don't have anybody. Like we really don't have anybody that can really help us out of this jam. You put in um, Saban Lee, and then like you're like maybe he can get something going. Maybe a Kogi can like hustle. But no, it's just this Hawks team. You don't know what you're going to expect with them, and especially with Trey Young, who's been getting a lot of shit. Like this whole team chemistry thing is really crazy. You always hear about these guys in trade rumors. I just think that the only way they can beat you really is to get these kind of like high percentage shots. Their defense is terrible in the interior. Like they give up a lot of second chance points. Um, they're like bottom 10 in a lot of defensive categories. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the only way is if the Suns are going to go on a run, 
you know, don't turn the ball over, but that's what they did. They kept turning the ball over on those fast breaks where they were kind of going on the runs. Like they hit a three, maybe they get a stop. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get a block or whatever, just a lead to the fast break. They turn it over. And it was a three then, every time though. After every and turnover, then after, it was after a three. Every, yeah. Every time they would actually, you know, turn the ball over, the Hawks would come back down and hit a three. That was basically just the game. It, it was just one of those. They just could not get out of the hole. They kept shooting themselves in the foot. They really did. Um, everyone was dropping the ball underneath the basket. The only guy, Aiden, was really, you know, grabbing those those balls that were thrown up to him and just like jamming jamming them down because no one was in the paint. So it was easier on that end. But if you're just hitting twos while they're shooting threes, there's no way. There's no and way. You're no not even, one can get and you're not three. even hitting the twos. And to fortify no, the, that point even more. Not even more, lanes or floaters. The Atlanta Hawks had a total of 12 turnovers this game. It led to 12 Phoenix Suns points. The Suns had four more turnovers. They had 16 turnovers. How many points do you think it led to? So 12 and 12 for the Suns. We The Phoenix Suns turned the ball over four more times. How many points did the Atlanta Hawks score off of Suns turnovers? 27. 31. Woo! Like, damn. Like, damn. Like, that's, again, perfect storm yeah. shit. So, so like, I, I will say this. And and I do love all of the jamsters who are hanging out in the chat. No one's no no one thinks the sky is falling, and that's the beautiful thing, right? I know like, it's all no, gentle in there, right? Yeah, just, yeah. They're, you know, they're right in there, nestled next to us. They're like, oh, it's all right. Let's just go to sleep. Yeah, there's like, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's it, this game put us to sleep at halftime. We're all sitting yeah. there like, ooh shit, oh man. Um, but yeah, it's uh. It's just one of those games where you can't take too much stock into it. You can take zero stock into it. Could you be a little frustrated with the effort? Maybe, but this team wasn't missing and we weren't hitting. So again, just like like big sexy in the chat says, flush this game. Yeah. Flush this game. Don't worry about it. Probably the no. first one of the year, right? Like I feel like we've the lost first a lot one of games that we come out here pissed. This is the yes. first one where we come on. We came on. Maybe because we've won. We went on a few streaks here or there. We won last game and we were at the game. We had fun. So maybe yes. we're just like, it's okay. You can you can lose this game. We're okay with that. But I just think it's all in all, it's like because we've been winning a loss here or there, whether you lose big or small, it doesn't matter, man, because we we're gonna lose sooner or later without books. So, looking for Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe. Comes yeah, yeah. Please, please come back, Booker. We, we need you. To, so at least in these games, we lose by sixteen, and not by <laughs> thirty-two, and be down by a total of forty-three. It was just yes. <laughs> you know, and like I, I was thinking about doing eight and watch, but I don't even think like there's too much. But you know what? We talk about it when he when he's had bad games, and no, honestly, I feel like he had a good one. So, so let's do the drop. DeAndre Ayton in this game, 27 minutes played, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 9 of 12 from the field. What'd you see from DA tonight, man, in his negative 26 in the plus five? <laughs> you know, he uh wasn't he wasn't making his jump shots, so I don't know if it's on purpose, but they were getting him to the rim. Um, you know, Chris Paul did a decent job, but anybody that really was planning to pick and roll with him, including Mikhail Bridges, they were lobbing it up to him. There was plenty of room for him. This team, I feel like you can get away with bringing the ball down. He did that a few times, and then the Hawks were just like, uh, just lay it in, dude. Like, they kind of just let him lay it in. Um, mm-hmm. He was fine tonight. I think he was there. I really think that he's getting into his groove now. Like, when we came on here and everyone was pissed off that night, I did say, I'm like, I'm giving him a little time. He looked like shit. 
but I'm giving him more time with this unit to see how he plays with them. And if his efforts there, it's fine. It's good. It's just, he relies on the other guys for effort. Obviously if you're down by 30 points, he's not going to give you that effort. And he was hitting stuff towards the end of his little slump in the first quarter. But I just think right now he's, he's really focused or he should be really focused on defense. Cause he's still getting killed there. I don't know what's going on because he just, he just can't jump. Um, mm. That's just one thing. He just can't jump. And, but uh, I know last pod, we didn't even get to do the, the post game really, but you know, he was upset, but I think he was just upset with himself and stuff and really trying to, he's just frustrated. Like he doesn't feel yes. like he's, he's himself right there out there with the sun. So like, he wants Booker to be back. He wants to be back into his position of just rim running and doing what he needs to do to help this team win. Um, tonight. He still, he still looked, he looked good. I just think that I'm, I'm really holding on for a while till Booker gets back and see what he looks like with Booker and this team because they need to make the adjustment when Chris Paul's not feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, and he can't mm-hmm. even get DA the ball. Like they need to figure out something when we get in these situations, when we, when we're getting killed and they can't stop missing threes, stop making threes, the other team. I don't know what we're going to do to really just hold that off until, you know, we can get some kind of offensive flow back. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of teams get blown out like this, but I'm just scared when we do have Booker back. Like, what's gonna be the situation when this happens and we can't get anything to go down? How do we prevent it? How do we get back into these games? Because well, it just you, always seems so difficult for the Suns. You go back to the the tried and true mid-range jumpers of Devin Booker, utilizing plays off of that, hitting guys on the wing, getting it down to DA. The issue with tonight is they're down 18 points and like Josh Akogi's chucking threes. Yeah. That's the yeah. recipe for disaster. And that's where that that 22 to 3 start for the Atlanta Hawks in the second quarter was the bench getting blown out. DA wasn't on the court. Chris Paul wasn't on the court. Mikhail Bridges wasn't on the court. It was 22-3 in the first like four minutes. So the the recipe for that is when health is back and this team is back. You have better defenders. You have better scorers out there. And you don't have Josh Okogie chucking three. So, again, that's why you take this game and flush it because you can't sit there and go, you know what? I think that DeAndre Ayton should have gotten the ball a little bit more. He wasn't on the court during that time frame. So it simply comes back to depth, in my personal opinion. And we'll see what happens. But, again, I, I liked what I saw from DA. I really did. In the beginning of the game, in that first quarter of the game, which was the only really competitive quarter, in that game for the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton held his own against Clint Capella. Uh, he was only two of five from the field for four uh, points, and he had four rebounds in that first quarter. But I liked his shot selection. I liked his hustle. I liked the way he was moving on the court. I liked his engagement. And again, that's all I'm ever looking for him uh, from him. And again, I'm I'm happy that uh, I've come to the the. The, the Zen part, at least for this duration of the season, it's like DA is who he is and I like who he is. So let's do this. I've talked myself. Into <laughs> yeah. yeah we're really, okay I, with it. I really sold everybody on that one. I'll just really so. quick. I know you're going to do draft games, but really quick. Uh, no good. Always has good points. Love his comments. Yes. Uh, Booker and DA figure out their pick and roll timing. That was, that's been missing with Aiden's game. It did, yes. That did. Look, they had that before Booker got hurt. Yes. Sure. Before, yeah. It looked great. Yeah. It was, it was that, it was that Booker Aiden combo all of a sudden. And then like, injuries and i mean unfortunately that's how it happened so let's yeah. joel joel ramirez in the chat says love the shirt 
which one is it? There's like an active version, a classic version, and graphic tee. All look the same and have different prices. I like the essential tees on Redbubble. If you're ever on our Redbubble site, again, I we should have a link in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening, again, just go to redbubble.com. Search for Sun's Jam Session. You'll see a ton of designs that we have on there. Uh, but I always like the essential T-shirts. I just like the way they fit. The classic T-shirt's really nice, but it's kind of – I got a fat neck. So it's like it kind of hugs – it's a neck hugger. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. It does suck. But it, I'll tell you what doesn't suck, Matthew, and that is betting with DraftKings. Hey, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you get a free bet back. Bet on them Phoenix Suns to win the championship. They're plus 1,900 right now. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. (laughs) I love it. It's stupid. <laughs> Everything I do is stupid. Everything do you, I do I like is stupid. D from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> What's that? D, D, D from It's Always Sunny when she yes. does the accent. Yeah. Yeah, when she's it's trying to do the though, Philly man. accent. It, yeah. It, was she, that Philly or Boston? It was Boston, it's like, right? It, it's like Philly. Like Philly's kind of like oh. Boston, you know, but they, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was doing. It was like a Sunday morning <laughs> when I made that promo. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, Good stuff. Let's see. If, is there anything else in your notes from this game? I have some things on the Hawks. If you want to talk a little bit about the Hawks, um, I had I already said my Hawks stuff. But what do you got on the Hawks, man? You got so I've, I've I've and this is this is good for the Jamsters too. Uh, John Collins. Okay, you take a look at his final line tonight. John Collins was four of eight from the field for nine points, two rebounds. He disappears, man. He disappears. Yeah, he's always been that player. Um, he's whenever I watch him, I feel like uh, he'll he's hit or miss. But when he's on, he looks really good. But when he's missing, he just becomes really disengaged. That's the one thing. It's like it's hard to see him like as a a player that can make a difference. But he does seem like he wants to be somewhere else. So I don't know if that really plays into it because this whole chemistry between all these players on this on the team and the coach, I don't know if it's too good. They had some incidents early in the season and ever since then it's i mean i know they're 500 but it's just it's a team that you know they look at kind of like the the way the the freaking uh the raptors are like the players on the raptors everyone wants and a lot of these players on the hawks they want too. like even trey young people are talking about trading him and i was gonna ask you like who has it worse right now trey young or deandre aiden because I don't we'll even talk know about if, that when I do Atlanta's... the subreddit stake. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, because I don't even know if Atlanta fans like him or not anymore. They, it man. doesn't sound like it, man. It doesn't sound like him. Like they were dogging him the whole time. So uh, we'll talk about him momentarily. I want to talk just a little bit about John Collins because he's a name that consistently is linked to other teams, the Suns included, when it comes yeah. to trade talks. He's somebody whose contract is gross. We talked about it on the last podcast. 
It's nothing that I think the, the Phoenix Suns or James Jones would want to get into. And again, you saw it tonight. He's one of those guys who just kind of disappears. Imagine him being on the Phoenix Suns, and he and he puts up an eight and two for twenty seven million a year. Just saw that. Wasn't a big fan of that. Let's see, Dejounte Murray. I really like Dejounte Murray. Now again, he he had a solid night. Uh, eight of thirteen from the field. He had four of seven from beyond the arc. Twenty one points, eight assists, six rebounds. I really really like Dejounte Murray. Do you? I do. You don't think he's too selfish? Or he's a shooting I guard. Can, so he's a shooting he like, guard. He's kind of like a Donovan Mitchell esque, but like he's a point he shooting to, guard. Yeah, I know. He just, I don't know. There's something about him, man. I don't, I like, I don't the, want him to be I a like, leader, the, like a one or two. I don't think he can be a two, and I don't think he's a one. So I don't know. I like the fluidity in his game. I like the way he shoots. I like the way he can get to the basket. I like, I just like the his length. I feel like uh, he has a really, really solid skill set that if you put the right pieces around him, I think it works. I think it can work in Atlanta knowing that he can kind of play off because he can facilitate and he can also score just like Trey Young can. That's what makes that team potentially a dangerous team is because you have two guys who can do it. They just have to learn. It's like the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown conversation, right? They just have to learn how to play with each other. And it takes a few seasons to really understand because it's not like my turn. Now your turn. Now my turn. Now your turn. It's understanding and having that organic chemistry that leads to success. I just, I like the way that he plays basketball and maybe it's the fact that he's just not a Spurs Jersey. And I like it even more. Yeah. He does look good in that jersey. Um, I was looking up um Trey Young's contract. I'm just trying to see. Okay, oh, he's what? on a supermax, man. He's <laughs> oh, yeah. on a supermax. I didn't know. The, yeah, okay. And he, he's on year like, one of the supermax, right? What if we can? Yeah. What if we can trade um DeAndre for Trey Young and Clint Capella? <laughs> I was just. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. That ain't, that ain't happening. No. That ain't happening. Never mind. Um. Let's see. Is there anything else I'm that frozen. I have right. from? You're frozen. Am I frozen? Yeah, you're freezing. You're getting colder. You're getting colder. You, 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 it, it's pretty fun. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. There you go. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see. Anything else that I had on the Hawks that I that I like from this team? Um. Oh, that's it. Trey Young still annoys the living shit out of me. Um. Let's do a little subreddit stakeout. See what the the Atlanta fans are saying on their subreddit. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. So I was hanging out. I was hanging out there tonight on the Atlanta Hawks subreddit just to just to see what they see what see what's going on there, right? Few things. Obviously, this game started at eight o'clock our time, which means it starts at ten o'clock Eastern time. So somebody before the game even started, they're like. This game is at least going to be better than the Nets game. And I'm going to, uh, I'll go to sleep at halftime and it'll be over. And little did they, because they thought they were going to lose. <laughs> little did they know. <laughs> uh, whoever's in charge of music at the Suns Arena is playing nothing but bangers. Solid, solid. Didn't notice, but okay. Yeah, me neither. That's what happens when you stream the games, though. You get the arena experience, right? Whenever I love that. Stream a game. I, I do too. love it's streaming cool. it, dude. Pretty cool. I tried to tell people, Trey is at his best when he is a scorer, not fucking Steve Nash, which I assume he means like playing like Steve Nash, not actually fucking Steve Nash. 
Um, you could tell he's not in rhythm as far as his own shot right now. I feel like a lot of his struggles this year can be credited to his indecisiveness with when to shoot and when to make a play for someone else. Last year, he had a perfect balance. And then, I mean, the entire game, they were dogging Trey Young on his shot selection, on his body language, on his attitude. He had that one left-handed layup. A lot of people like that. But outside of that, this is, a, this is a team and this is a fan base that is very, very critical of Trey Young. I don't know what it is about people drafted in 2018, but their fan bases are very critical of them. You know why? Why? Because they didn't draft Luka. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. <laughs> all I'm, I'm telling you, man. Um, we'll never look back at a draft where franchises crumbled around. Maybe the Suns are an exception, but they crumbled around the idea of having a chance to get Luka, and they didn't. I mean, this trade was disgusting. Um, I like Trey. He just needs a, probably a new setting, just like DeAndre Ayton, maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like these guys might need that because there's so much put on them, especially as a shooter, as a distributor like Trey Young, that must be difficult for him to like just every night to be like, all right, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then when it's not going, it looks terrible. He scores 27 points a game, but I think the challenge is he's, he misses a lot of his threes. I mean, I think coming into this game his last like five to 10 games, he was averaging 16%. So it's just one of those things where it, it goes to show you every fan base you go to, there's a version of DeAndre and there's somebody who gets paid a lot. So we're super critical of that person. And mm-hmm. you know, the difference is, what the Phoenix Suns have is something that's rare. It's like Dame Lillard. You can't go to the Portland fan base and find anyone say anything negative about Dame Lillard. They love him. Why? Because he's all about that franchise, and he's passed up on numerous opportunities, and all the rumors have been false relative to him leaving that area. Same thing with Booker. He's the chosen son. He is part of this city. He's part of this franchise. He's part of this culture. So he can do no wrong in a lot of the fan base's eyes. So you have yeah. the other, you have the secondary guys who are be, getting paid a lot, and when the production isn't there, we tear them apart because we're negative people. We got to be negative about somebody. Yeah, well, you just want to win. Um, the thing is with Dame, he's never won big, but he's won. You know, he mm-hmm. can win. And the, the thing around him is always the guy is a supporting cast that he needs a supporting cast, and they just never can do it there in Portland. So, yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Couple other things that we have from the subreddit stakeout. Put Frank the Tank in. Let him do damage against his old mates. Yeah, dude. Put him in. He did play <laughs> five minutes, 41 seconds. Oh, I didn't even, didn't even see We him. missed it. Yeah, that's what we get for going live before the game ended. We drafted the wrong Cam. Remember, they drafted Cam Reddish. We got Cam Johnson. Ish Wainwright looks like a Tyler Perry sitcom dad. You can kind of see that. Yeah. He looks like a cop. <laughs> Doesn't he? He kind of does. I can see him in like a cop uniform. Yeah, like, he he's a cop guy. Uh, it's <laughs> hilarious. It's hilarious how much Aiden underachieves. Come on, guys, don't chill out. Save, save the Aiden slander for hey, our fan base. Chill out. We're not. We never slander Aiden on this. I'm not yeah. even watching the game right now, but I already know the Suns are having an off night, and our defense has nothing to do with their poor shooting. Very astute. I know Booker is hurt. But if there was ever a team that is even more fraudulent than we are, here it is. Rude. And this is an interesting one. This is the, 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 the last thing I'll say on the subreddit stakeout. Somebody said, we own the Suns. Really could have won the championship in 2021 if Trey didn't get injured. Shake my head. Do you think that's true? 
I have to go back. So they played the the Bucks, right? Yep. And then then Trey got hurt. About it, I remember talking about that series. Like, who do you want? Who do you want? And tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't you say that you wanted the Bucks because you're scared of the Hawks shooting or something like that? I don't. Know. That I, sounds right. I feel that like sounds... you wanted the Bucks, and maybe I wanted the Hawks. I but... think that's correct. I mean, we all wanted. We thought the Suns were going to do. They were up two zero. I mean, we had yeah. no idea that they were going to come back. Obviously, but the Suns were cruising, man. It didn't matter who we played. We thought so. Damn, if dude, I know that what I know crazy. now. I known what I know now, I would have taken the Hawks. <laughs> I know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a subreddit stakeout. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Boop. Jam star of the game. Matthew, do we give a jam star out for this game? Um, no, I, you know, Dario Saric still playing good. And we had such a fun time watching that guy. Oh we my did. live. It's in person. It is the best. Oh, like, we're just yelling trying so hard. And he gets those little shots that take maybe two 24 second shot clocks to get off. And then they go in. It's the best feeling in the world. Tonight, I'm just going to give it to DA. I think he was the only option really offensively towards whatever before the blowout. Yeah. Defensively is all right. I, I really think so. I mean, they were. Shooting it from beyond the arc. They weren't coming in there and fucking with DA, man. DA had a solid game in this one. So Really quick, too. Okay, so I think really Jaron Jackson Jr. might be an all-star. So is Whoa. that going to freak everybody out? Because I feel like DA is still better it'll than Jaron Jackson out aspect, Jr. It'll freak out aspects of the fan base, yes. It won't freak me out. It's annoying, though. It's Of course it's annoying. Memphis is playing good. He's been playing yeah. well. And when we look back on you know that stretch... I bet you anything, if the Suns make a good run this these playoffs, we're going to think about that stretch where he was so shitty that he was just trying to adjust without book again. You know what I mean? Like, we'll go mm-hmm. back and we'll make make amends with it. But anyways, so yeah, just look forward to that. JJJ is going to be an all-star probably. Go ahead. No, it's no big deal. I mean, there's there's worse answer? thing there's there's worse things on the planet than JJJ being an all star. Maybe I'm just in no, it fucking too, sucks. There's I'm I'm in too chill of a mode right now. So, but yeah, DA is the jam star of this game. Let's just accept it and let's just move on. Let's uh, let's talk about some other things. Thoughts. In the of our- um, brains. So a, a few other things that I wanted to talk about in this. On this podcast, first and foremost, Matthew, let's talk a little bit about Brightside Night and that James Jones experience. Tell, tell me how you felt. I mean, I was there hanging out with you, but tell me your perception. Tell me the cadence of events that occurred and kind of how you perceived that whole evening. Because I thought it was really cool. Your mom was you. yeah, it was really chill. <laughs> cool. Uh, it was really chill. I thought when he walked in, obviously, I knew he was going to be a big dude. He's a big dude. He smells really good. Dresses really nice. Um, He's just a monster of a man next to Jay, Dave up there. So uh, it was interesting. I thought that uh, the whole questions and answers went really well. He answered him like a professional. He dealt with all of us for 30 minutes. Um, I didn't ask a question, obviously. But um, the whole night was cool. I just thought that, um, you know, I wish we could have took a picture on the court. But it's all right. You know, the one time I go, it's like no court photo. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, man? You asked some really good, tough questions for James Jones. It was fun. So we got there early, five o'clock gates opened for us to go inside. They guide us up to this little, this little room that kind of overlooked the pavilion 
at the front end of Footprint Center where, you know, and it was like banquet style chairs. We're all sitting there. It was you, me. We were sitting next to Justin and Paul from the Fanning the Flames podcast. Uh, I don't know if he's still in the chat. I saw Coach Fallen Founder was in the chat. I just wanted to give you a quick shout out. I was listening to you. You're on the Fan in the Flames podcast. I was listening to you too. And he and at the very beginning he says something and it goes right over Justin and Dan's head because they're talking about genies and wishes. And he says, a phenomenal cosmic power, itty bitty living space. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's an Aladdin line. It's a Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, line. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. laughing. They don't yep. get it. So kudos to you, Coach Fallen Founder. He's Jake, good, that, man. That, he's that, funny. Was, yeah, he's funny. So so we're sitting there. We're kind of shooting the shit with those guys. There's other bright siders there. Dave comes in. He's like, oh, all, the, all my podcasting buddies sitting right up front. Because we're sitting like right up front because <laughs> yeah. we're nerds. <laughs> yeah. And then James Jones comes in, as you mentioned, smelling fantastic. And Dave had some really good questions. He asked about Jay Crowder, you know, kind of what happened there. And, you know, he just, he, James echoed a lot of the things that he said in the past that we respect him. It's a business, yada, yada. And then Dave kind of pressed and said, hey, if the trade deadline comes and goes, will he still be a part of this team? And James Jones said, we're moving on from Jay Crowder. So he pretty much said, no matter what happens, Jay Crowder will not be a part of this team. Justin asked him, uh, James Jones, a question about the meeting with Matt Ishbia and Steve Nash that day. James said, hey, I have, I don't have too much information on that. I just know it happened. And Justin was excited for that because it was kind of a rumor that it happened through the back mills. And it was somewhat of a justification on that. And then I asked the question about Cameron Johnson and what the strategy was behind not extending his contract. Is it is it James Jones purposely saying, hey, we want you to bet on yourself and is it and or is it looking at the future cap space and how it might affect that <coughs> excuse me which he had a really good answer you know it's a negotiation and he said he's like listen we're not tr- we're trying to pay players the least amount of money and we're trying and they're trying to get the most amount of money that's and that's where negotiation starts so had a few more questions i i loved my my last question that i had for him and he just it went right over his head i asked him i go james I did introduce myself as John Voida, Sun's Jam Session Podcast. And I go, James, have you ever gone on NBA 2K and taken a good player like, I don't know, Kyle Kuzma, traded him into your lineup, and then simmed the rest of the season to see if the trade worked out? And he talked about, like, what is a good player and what defines a good player and I was just, you know, I, I'm like, man, I just, I thought it was a funny question. Yeah. I, just, I had I to get that in. I think he, I think he heard it. The way he, the way, like, I, I really like going into this. I thought he was like going to be more jokey and stuff, kind of. But he's, he's serious business, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like job. he. I know, I know, but like, for some reason, I thought he'd be like able to joke and laugh more. Like he, he smirked at you, um, when he says, uh, you said, John Void, his son's jam session podcast. He smirked a little bit after that. Like what a but then, dork. even the 2k one i just think he was just kind of like he, he was in his zone little, but he was just yeah he was nailing with his little and dave and was stuff. trying to cut me off dave's like all right we got two more questions I'm like hold on i've got one more question i gotta <laughs> ask him if if you send players on nba 2k like to see if they work out i gotta know <laughs> that's that. a question for kevin durant because i'm pretty yeah, sure kevin durant <laughs> does that shit all the time i'm sure he does yeah so but but that was really fun obviously going and and watching the game was fun and seeing the suns win obviously is super fun so again to those of you who are ever interested in donating to Brightside Night and donate 150 bucks to send, and we did it on the week where it sent double amount of kids. I mean, we ended up sending 40 kids to the game. Dave and and his efforts send, I believe, 7,800 kids to these games. 
it, it's worth it. It's fun. It's a good time. And you're doing it for a good cause. And James Jones did admit, he's like, listen, growing up, I didn't go to NBA games. He's like, my first NBA game was when I was playing in one because his two parents were correction officers. So they didn't have the time or money to just say, Hey, let's go to an NBA games. And the heat didn't come to his town until 1988. So it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, I coach fallen fander. Haha. I wonder if Dave would ever be like, okay, next he was giving me the look like, uh, not another Voida question. <laughs> you know, well, you're going to get when we were, we're sitting there, I was standing, I was sitting up straight or whatever. And then I realized that there's people behind me. So I was kind of, I slouched down. That's why you slouched. And I was hoping like Dave wasn't looking at me like, God, fucking sit up straight. Let's see. Because there's people <laughs> behind me and I wanted them to be able to see James Jones. And like, when I sit up straight, I feel like I'm just like a head above almost everybody. Yeah. You're six foot slouch four. down. And shout out to the jamster. Forget your name. Of course. That gave me a edible there oh the game. yeah i so he comes up to me and he's like yeah he uh gosh i'm so I sorry man i'm bad with names that. but he said um i he's like i i you're a lot taller than i thought you would be i'm like yeah i get that all the time he's like oh here you go and i thought it was just like an altoid i'm like oh yeah dude. i saw you standing over on the other side of the room yeah like, and i saw somebody's like yeah i'm like what is this he's like edibles and i'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah i'll take one for later good thing i took it when i got home because i don't i don't usually do it and then but, you had a good night huh yeah, I slept really good. So thanks a lot, Hell man. Yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely fantastic. And again, it's always funny because when people see us in 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 person, they're always like, "Oh, Lissy's taller than Voida." Yeah, and yeah. I you're, told like, them, yeah. I'm six foot. You're six four. Yeah, and you know, so we're walking around, and people are like, "Oh, hey, you're taller." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, it was cool going. And I forgot like, you that know, one of the I forgot that one of the people gave you an edible. <laughs> Yeah, and good thing I didn't take it. I was like, it would be cool. You would have be, freaking out. It would have been cool though for three hours if I knew like the edible would end, so I can drive home and watch a game on an edible. That would have been awesome. Oh, but I just can't. Chat. I'm not that good at taking herbs and stuff like that. So. <laughs> uh, the other thing, I, so that was really fun. That was really fun. The other thing I want to talk about was uh, Saban Lee and Wash and Dwayne Washington Jr. So Saban yeah. Lee was was cut from the Phoenix Suns yesterday uh, after two consecutive 10 day contracts. We kind of understood that that was going to be the cadence of things that he was going to no longer be with the team. I wrote a piece for bright side that we published this morning that said, you know, farewell Saban Lee. And then like two hours later, Saban Lee's back on the team because they cut Dwayne Washington jr. And James Jones signed him to a two way contract. So it's interesting. Cause we really, we literally just had this conversation. I believe last week, would you, who, who would you take, you know, who the, the debate, like who would you keep? Yeah. And we both said that, like, I know that if I recall correctly, I really like Saban Lee. I like what he brings to this team, but I feel like Dwayne Washington Jr. is who they're going to keep due to his scoring prowess. And it's interesting because one of the questions that was asked by Dave King when we talked about what does this son's squad need? He was asking James Jones, is it a ball handler? Is it? A, and like before he could finish giving his list of options, what did James Jones said? Score. A, a score. And then he got rid of Dwayne Washington Jr. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I understand Dwayne Washington Jr. as of late, 5.5 points per game on 26.5% field goal percentage in his last six games, including two starts. Like, he hasn't been playing well. Saban Lee brings you a more traditional point guard feel. But what are your thoughts on that whole transaction that ex- that transpired? I was more upset when Saban Lee was let go um, because I feel like he just – he has a – he has a confidence on the court that Dwayne doesn't have with the ball. 
Um, I know they see that. I know that they see that, you know, Washington was maybe in his head too much. He just wasn't performing. I know he beginning of the season. I loved his shooting performances. He even had some good assist performances. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way like they really let him go. But then when you look more into it, I feel like it's something to do with the contracts and the two way and the way that's like 50, 50, uh, 50 games. The players actually suited up in a two way contract. Then they, they had to sign them long term yeah, or something like that's that. Right. That's right. So I feel like this isn't really about who would you want to have one or the other. I think it has to do with the contracts or something. It's too technical. I looked at it over and over again and my eye went wall eyed. So I just <laughs> was like, Oh, we'll figure it out at the trade deadline. I feel like there's a reason why they let them go. Um, it sucks because I feel like D DWJ did fit in really well with this team. Mm -hmm. uh, Personality-wise, I feel like he could be a scorer if he wanted just to be that. But obviously, there's something coming. I think they know exactly what they're going to get the trade deadline. I think they have something that, unless something happens, that it falls through. But I feel like they have something, and they're just kind of planning for that. So I'm not looking into it like, oh, Saban Lee's better than Dwayne Washington. I just... Because Saban Lee, when we went to the game, he had some big shots for us in the fourth when yeah. guys were struggling off the bench. He came in. So... Either one. I just I know that when Washington left, I'm like ah, I'm okay with it. But when Saban left, I was like, oh, this sucks, man. Like I I liked him a lot. Yeah, both of them, and that's unfortunately that's that's part of the business. But I think you're right. I think that the presence he has on his on the court, he's more of a facil facilitator. And I think that if you look at behind Chris Paul, that's a challenge this team has. Yeah. Cameron Payne can facilitate, but he's a score first guard. Landry Shamit's a score first guard. So. You need somebody who can come off the bench and provide some distributive minutes until we get to the playoffs, and Saban Lee fulfills that role. So that could be part of it, and again, he could be a throw-in in a trade that's upcoming as well. So just a couple thoughts that I had. we got about three, four minutes left. We're going to try out a little bit of a new segment here. Uh, if you're watching along live, go ahead on in the chat. Ask Matthew and I anything. Ask us anything. We'll answer some questions. And we'll just see where this goes. This is kind of our new Jamsters React segment. Jamsters React. All right, so I see the questions are, are <laughs> I love, rolling. I yeah, I know. It's an, it's an old drop that I've repurposed. So I see the questions are rolling in, all these questions that are coming <laughs> from the Jamsters, asking us anything. Anything that they want to ask us, they can. It has to be basketball-related. Go for it. If you want to ask about what Matthew's favorite edible is, we don't care. When's our birthday? What's our social security number? What's my credit card number and pin? Just ask any Come question. On. Here we go. Michael Cobb in the chat, oh. one of our elite jamsters. Have either of you played any ping pong? Matthew, okay. have you ever played any ping pong? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have actually at my old company, Dan. When I worked at Danson's, I worked mm -hmm. there for almost three years. But we moved into this huge building, and the best part they had these two ping pong tables. And we used to go down there at work on each break. Yeah, yeah, they were like That's over. They were kind of in the kitchen area, but like off to the side, and they moved it outside. But we would go there and play for like twenty minutes on our break. And you would have guys from like different and girls. They would all come from different departments down there. And we would wait, take our turn. So it was fun, dude. We used to play all the time. Um, but then they kind of they got rid of it because things weren't going as great. And I think they're like, oh, no more ping pong. So <laughs> what about you, man? You um, ping ponger? Yeah. So when I was a kid, ping pong. I remember one year, my pa my parents used to always bet on like the triple crown, right? Like the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. 
And one year they put money down and they won on the Kentucky Derby. And my dad took that money and he bought a ping pong table. We had it in our backyard. And he was like, well, I'm going to teach you how to play ping pong. And he never did. So I learned how to play <laughs> beer pong. I learned how to play beer pong. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy's Suns fan pod. What's in your fridge today, John? John. Well, I'm sorry. Am I absent from this podcast? I guess so. I mean, in the eyes yeah. of Gavin and the Ozzy's Suns fans podcast, you don't even exist. Um, what's in my fridge? I don't know. A bunch of stuff I didn't eat tonight. I'll tell you that. There goes Matthew just exited himself from this. So uh, Joel Ramirez, do you wipe front to back or back to front? Oh, uh, front to back. Front and to I back. stand up. Yeah, I do too. Front to back stand. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people do. I did, I thought it was the only one, but no, that's I do too. So maybe we're wrong. Uh, Ted Lubin, Voida, where do you get your inspiration to create your drops? I.e., the Sarge smoke break. Well, Sarge smoke break came to fruition because as Matthew and I are talking on the podcast, we just kind of start riffing and we just start making fun of Dario and we're talking about him like it's like dude the guy's got a cig a big butt a big cigarette butt he smokes cigarettes he's hanging outside a circle k and then i just kind of take all the dumb shit we talk about yeah. put together in a trap right actually it was when uh remember justin we did something in the off season and they talked about who would you want to hang out with and someone you or i said hanging out with sarich smoking yeah behind the circle k. it was you it's gotta be was you. it i think it's that's when it started you. i don't know but yeah Anyways, <laughs> Scott Klaus, another elite jamster. Again, if you want to be an elite jamster, simply click the join button on YouTube. What's a hobby each of you have outside of sports? This is my hobby. I feel oh, like man. it takes up everything. Like, honestly, like <laughs> you don't have time to do um, video games are out the window. Like I haven't if, played a video game since we started podcasting. Like, you have to watch ago. other like I try to watch as much basketball as I can now. You know what I mean? Towards the end of the year before all-star break but then now it's just all basketball on the podcast which is fine it's just that's it i used to play guitar that was about yeah it. yeah and you were good at guitar too yeah, yeah i used to play video games like i don't know like this is i like to hike like i don't know i do that yeah hiking's fun hiking's fun i enjoy there that especially when we're you know, white but, we do hiking yeah well, i hike mountains and such <laughs> uh let's see a couple more of these i like this segment this is kind of fun um, Michael Lockhart, has anyone ever compared you two to Laurel and Hardy? <laughs> uh, dude, Laurel and Hardy, I have their box set out in my uh, yes, room right yes, now. Yes, love them. I love Laurel You had Hardy, a fantasy dude. football team name. What was um, it? It was named, um, it was off of one of their skits when they were tiny. They were tiny people and they were watching themselves as they were tiny. And they were like little rugrats or whatever. It was so stupid, but so fucking funny. Like oh, Hardy like falls down the stairs with his hands or his legs up by his by his head i don't know it's i, I don't know why i got to kick no out one has ever compared us to laurel and hardy <laughs> not that <laughs> yeah. i know of. not that i know of. all right here we go last one we'll do ozzy mm -hmm. sons fan podcast <laughs> real quick ted lubin lissy how's jamsterdam doing oh dude so good <laughs> so jamsterdam was an experiment for sure it was um money for the site which i don't have right now um, it also is a full-time fucking job to do that. So I was doing it and there were jamsters that were joining. It just took a lot more promotion and a lot more time, but then with work and everything, it was impossible. Cause I was like, dude, this is not, it's not going to work, but never say it's not going to come back. Who knows, man? It was cool. I enjoyed it. And I think it'd be a fun thing for the jamsters to do. It just, it's a lot of work to do. So just do it over the summer when we're not potting every two days. Yeah, there you go. We'll do there that. you go. Last question. Well, here, uh, that's, uh, there's two good questions. All right, we'll do two more. This one and then one more. If you could, well, we'll do the, we'll do this one and then we'll do that. All right, so Michael, Michael Cobb, what's your favorite music? 
And he says, going to go see Brian Adams in Las Vegas Sunday. What's your favorite music? What do you listen to right now? How about that? Right now, what, I'm well, like, what are you addicted to, to right now? The one artist I'm listening to is Mike Dimes. So it is rap. Um, I like him a lot. Like I've been listening to him a ton. Um, I listen to him a lot. And then also um, it's always very random. So a lot of like alternative rock, but Mike Dimes is really good. I don't know why. I I'm, dude. I'm obsessed right now with Zach Bryan. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he is a guy who was in the Navy and had some YouTube videos of him just like playing guitar. And he's kind of a country music guy. Uh, his latest album is called All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster. It's a live album at Red Rocks. It just bangs. I just I, I love country music. And this guy's like lyrically, it's just money. I, it's all I listen to right now. Is he like, related horrible. to Brian Adams? Because I are they both country? No, Brian Adams is a country. He's Canadian. Oh, okay. So is it count? well Creed's coming. <laughs> I don't know. One home, one, <laughs> the only way it's done with arms wide open. All right, last one, Aussie Suns fan podcast. If you could play in, in one game in the NBA, but the condition is that you have to punch someone in the face as hard as you can, Matthew, who would it be? Oh, one game. It would probably one be one game. It would probably be um the game. Let's say game three. Was it game three against the Spurs where Nash got decked? And they're mm-hmm. gonna go up two one. Mm-hmm. I would just, no, yeah. If I can just do a Superman punch through Robert Ori, Ginobili, Tim Duncan, and Tony Parker's just face, all at once, just like up in the air, like come through the stadium or the arena and just fucking punch through all four of them. That would be it. That's a great one. That's a great one. I got one that's on the same line. If I could play one NBA game and the condition is I have to punch someone in the face as hard as I can, who would it be? I would go back to 1994. And right before Mario Ellie gets the ball in the corner in game seven, I would like hi hi him into like <laughs> in, into like the upper stands. Yeah. And I would take the technical foul. They get a shot, but the Suns would probably win the game and probably the championship that year. So there you go. Good questions. That, ladies and gentlemen, cool. was a new segment called Jamsters react. All right. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Next game for the Phoenix Suns. They are traveling to Boston. The road trip begins. We're going to be playing a lot of different teams on the East Coast. We have Boston on Friday. We got Detroit on Saturday. Might have a surprise guest on that one. We have Brooklyn the next week. We have the Pacers. So East Coast swing. Here we go. Um, I don't even know what to say about the Celtics. It, they're they're a schizophrenic team right now. They're very good, but since they played the Suns, I think they're fifteen and ten since they played us mm-hmm. when they were dominating the league. They had like four losses at the time they played us. Yeah, together. and yeah, now they're they, like fifteen and ten. They went like from the favorite to like just another one in the East. You know, a top four team in the East. Um, but I still think they're going to make a big trade trade deadline. I think they know they I can to make something. definitely see that happen. It's a good team. Good fucking team. Is Marcus Smart out? I know you heard himself. I don't know if he's still out or I not. I think he's so. still I'm out. I think he out. is. Okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't looked at it yet at all. <laughs> so there you go. Well, we'll be coming to you live on Friday about 7.45, 7.50 uh, Arizona time. So we'll see you yep. then, Jamsters. Again, thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you had fun listening to this podcast even after a – Horrible loss, no big deal. Flush it down the toilet, and after you're done flushing, wipe front to back as you stand up. Yep, go home and wipe your family.
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.